0: Today, Holy Mother Church, around the world, celebrates Easter, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. This is an event in which all of Catholicism evolves around. In fact, it's the epicenter that holds all things together in our Catholic faith. It defines who we are and what we do as Catholics. If you look at all the Gospels, all the New Testament epistles, the writings of the early church fathers, they all center around the resurrection of Christ. Paul puts it best. He says, if Christ had not risen from the dead, our faith is in vain. Well, that's so true. If Jesus had not risen from the dead, then we're all just wasting our time. But that's not the case. The culmination of Jesus' mission was his passion death, and resurrection. Now, when the apostles left the upper room, as they did in the first reading, filled with the Holy Spirit to proclaim the faith, did they talk about Jesus' miracles? Sure, but later on. Did they talk about Jesus' teaching? Absolutely, but later on. Did they talk about Jesus' way of life? Sure, but later on. The first few years of our early church, the apostles talked about one thing and one thing only, Jesus Christ risen from the dead. That's the level and the impact it had upon the apostles, and it should be for us, too. Now, turn to the gospel. Notice how it begins. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early in the morning, and it was dark. Well, this is a reference to the story of creation in Genesis. God made the heavens and the earth. You know, God said, let there be light, and there was light. You know, The creation story is God essentially doing extraordinary things. Well, here God has done something again, extraordinary, something that was never done before. God the Father has now risen the Son from the dead. Now notice, the first thing that Mary notices is the stone. The stone has been moved away. Now, the stone is described in terms of being massive and very difficult for many people to move, and yet it's moved away. Well, symbolically speaking, that stone is or represents the finality of death. What we have to realize is before Jesus Christ, death was the final say over us. It was permanent. There was nothing after our death in this world. There was no heaven, nothing at all. Well, now the stone has been rolled away. Death no longer has the final say over us. Instead, Jesus does. Now, Mary's first fear, grave robbers. Someone broke into the tomb. Well, that's not true. In fact, just the opposite. Someone broke out of the tomb. Now, Mary's first instincts to tell the apostles. And, it's interesting, it's Peter. Peter is the first one to run to the tomb. And then John, the beloved disciple of Jesus. Now, why those two? You know, all the others are left behind, but instead it's Peter and John. Now, if you ask me, if someone told me, my mom and my dad, I have been risen from the grave, the first thing I'm going to do is drop everything, get in my car, and go to the cemetery and verify if this was true or not. But the other apostles, they just remain behind. But it's Peter and John that immediately sprint to the tomb. Now, why is that? Well, because I think for Peter, he is in dire need of forgiveness. Now, remember, all of the apostles, they walked away from Jesus. When Jesus needed them the most in the garden, they essentially ran away from him. They abandoned him. Worse yet, Peter denied even knowing him three times. And so, Peter is in desperate need of forgiveness. So, it begs the question, have we ever been betrayed? Maybe by a dear or close friend, or even by a relative. How did you feel? Did you forgive that person, or did you hold a grudge? And maybe even if you did forgive that person, the relationship was never the same again. Well, remember when Jesus rose from the dead, the first people that he appeared to were who? The apostles. He immediately goes to the apostles. Now to berate them or to scream at them for abandoning him, instead he goes to the apostles immediately with a message of forgiveness, peace, and shalom. Well, that's a powerful message for us all. God's mercy and forgiveness is superabundant abundant us all. Now, Peter and John, they get to the tomb. They peer in, and they see the burial clothes there. Now, if there were grave robbers, they would have essentially taken the whole body and the burial wrappings, everything, and just left. Or, in a rush, they would have taken the body and thrown the burial clothes aside, just cast them onto the floor. And yet, it tells us the wrappings were carefully rolled up. So, that tells us there weren't grave robbers. Now, remember the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus, remember, he came forth from the tomb wearing the clothes of the dead, the burial wrappings. Why? Because Lazarus had to die again. His rising was not a resurrection, but instead a resuscitation. So, Jesus, his rising from the dead, is truly a resurrection. Therefore, he has no need of the burial wrappings anymore. Notice that little detail, but powerful. It said, John looked into the tomb and he believed. Now, if you look at all four of the Gospels, essentially what you see is what I refer to the momentum or the movement of faith. When Jesus begins to call the apostles or recruit them, They have little faith at all. It's tenuous at best. But over the three years that Jesus is with the apostles, you see their faith become stronger and stronger. That's a great lesson for us all. Faith doesn't come overnight. It doesn't come quickly. It comes slowly and subtly. Why? Well, because if you boil faith down to its nuts and bolts, it's essentially a relationship between us and God. Now in order for us to form any type of meaningful relationship, you know, it takes time. Initially, there's that getting acquainted period which then transcends to friendship, and then trust begins. And then after that, true friendship continues on and the friendship gets stronger and stronger. Well, the same thing holds true with faith. You know it takes time. It takes work, it takes commitment on our part to cultivate, that relationship that we have with God. And see, that's why we pray every day. We go to Mass every week. We engage a lifestyle of stewardship. See, those are ways in which we cultivate and nurture that relationship that we have with God, our faith. And in doing so, it grows all the more. One last thing to think about. When Jesus rose from the dead, he appeared to a select few primarily his apostles and disciples. So it begs the question, why didn't Jesus just appear to the entire world and the whole world would believe? Well, what I like to do is turn to Cardinal John Henry Newman. He gives us a wonderful interpretation. He says that Jesus appeared to just a few for the sake of the mission. When Jesus rose from the dead, he primarily appeared to his apostles, to that small group of individuals that he shared three years of his life with. He traveled with them. He talked with them. He ate and drank with them. The small little band of individuals were his friends, but in essence, they were also the foundation of our church, and therefore they were given the task, the mission by Christ, to proclaim the resurrection. Well, that really is the task of our church. Our church is a missionary church in this world, tasked with proclaiming the resurrection of Christ, even to this day. Therefore, in the first reading, Peter reminds us that we too must continue to carry out the mission of our church. Why? Well, because just like the apostles, we too eat and drink with Jesus every time we celebrate the Mass. Just like the apostles, we are also taught by Christ when we engage lifelong faith formation and so we continue that mission of the apostles simply by just living out our faith day in and day out. You know, Through the daily practice of our prayer life, coming to Mass and worshiping God, you know, engaging in a life of stewardship, corporal and spiritual works of mercy, we tell the entire world who the Lord of our life is, Jesus Christ, and he is to whom? We follow in this world and, better yet, in the world to come, heaven. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.